I promptly answered. Promptly answered, like, <laughs> so if I hadn't asked you, what would you have done? Would you have filled me in? Or yeah, I thought I actually filled you in no. pretty well at work when I told you last you never said Wednesday to watch Days and Confused. <laughs> I don't remember that. I think you specifically said don't watch it, but. Seven. Uh. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start by saying thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Big Al. Thanks a lot for joining Matt and I and uh, sharing your thoughts on the Sens. We're looking forward to catch up with you again down the road, see how that Maxence Gennett pick panned out. So, for episode 27 of Easy Conversations, of course, we've got Matt in-house. Say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Happy to be here again. Yes, sir. And for this episode, we're bringing on my friend Curtis Daigle. Say what's up to the people. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yes, sir. So for this episode, we'll be discussing the comedy movie genre, which I think is Curtis's favorite genre of film. Yeah. Is that Fair correct? To say. Yeah. Assuming, yeah. So to start off the episode, we're going to discuss our top five comedy movies all time, which... I'll just say for me, it was hard to place these movies in order. For me, there's a bunch of comedy movies I really enjoy. And to say that my number one is actually my favorite of all time and will always be is just a blatant lie because they change a lot. I'm just, we picked the five that at this time represent what we think would be our top five. Maybe you can throw it out to Curtis first to set us off with number five on your list. All right, uh, starting off tough. Uh, So I went to kind of chronological on this one as well because it kind of represented my introduction to the comedy genre and uh i actually went with uh, monty python and the holy grail as number five uh bit of backstory for that so uh when i first watched that movie uh hadn't really gotten introduced to many good comedy movies i was pretty young and uh i didn't have any expectations of it but my dad actually just said it was a big movie from his childhood growing up and uh, I gave it a shot and I think I watched it about 10 times in like three days it was just it it was actually I was so surprised with how accurate the comedy was like based on what I enjoyed and what I was looking for in a comedy movie Uh, just some of the subtleties of that movie just like hit the nail on the head for me and it really like opened the doors to that kind of like silly stupid comedy that uh, I, I enjoy today and uh, okay. I think it kind of just set the tone for me so that was my number five and also like the first of the list that I had actually watched so okay. it kind of is a good opening for me yeah that's solid so I've never seen any of the Monty Python movies is, they're more like sketch comedy kind of movies or well uh, it was a sketch comedy group um but the movie like the movie is basically like a start to end plot like it, there's like different kind of character groups in different places throughout the story that they kind of shine on uh but it does kind of flow from start to finish it's very it's like very stupid very funny like kind of before their time kind of thing uh i think they really started that whole stupid comedy genre i think if you ask like will ferrell and the greats of today like who their influences were they probably would you know mention john cleese who was like a big kind of backbone of monty python and uh Definitely, I recommend if you haven't seen it. I yeah. think even today, I think it stands up pretty well with the, the comedies of today. So Solid. Curtis, I'm so glad that you picked that movie because I really like it as well. 
and I agree with everything you've said about it. And transitioning to like my number five, it's very funny that yours is Monty Python because my movie actually has John Cleese and Michael Palin in it. So my number five is A Fish Called Wanda from 1988. It's like a comedy caper movie. It's got, like I said, John Cleese, Michael Palin, and then it's got Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Kline, who actually won an Oscar for that movie, Best Supporting Actor. And I just, razor sharp script, and I watch it pretty much every year because it's just so funny. Yeah, I've heard that movie's super funny. Have you seen it? I have not. No, definitely add it to the list, though, for sure. Like, those two, like, Monty Python alumni are, like, John Cleese is like, he can do no wrong. And Michael Palin, there's, like, a really famous scene with him in the movie. It's, like, comedy gold. Hmm. Yeah. What's your number five okay? So for me, it's uh, Pineapple Express. It's one of my favorite comedies all time. Seth Rogen, um, James Franco, just an unreal tandem. I love the dynamic between the two and just the whole situation they find themselves in. Um, those are the kind of movies that I love. Like you'll see a few of them on my list are like this, where it just takes place in the span of a very short time. Like it could be even just 24 hours, which Pineapple Express, I think, is only like... A few days, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And um, just the ups and downs they go through, the bond they develop, and then um, the the final scene there where they blow up the, the farm and the fight scene just kills me too. When Saul, which is uh, James Franco's character, has, has to fight the lady cop, that scene always cracks me up. Um, yeah, that's just one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite Seth Rogen movies for sure. Solid choice. Yeah. yeah, I battled with that one on the list. Luckily, I left it off. So, oh, yeah. But it was it definitely crossed my mind. There's a few really good scenes. Yeah. Don't hate me, but I've only seen that movie once. And this might be controversial, but, like, <laughs> those type of movies aren't necessarily my favorite. You know, like... The, <laughs> no, it's, it's your opinion. It's not controversial. I like Seth Rogen a lot, actually. Yeah. But I, more on that later. No, so, no, that's fair for yeah. sure. No, it's like, it's a kind of unique style of comedy, right? And I think what Eric was saying earlier, there's a lot of comedies you can kind of group into that kind of area. Uh, But as I was like going through my list, I realized, like, I like Seth Rogen, but I don't actually think he's the funniest guy in these movies. No offense to you or your choice, but I always like, I, I watch the Seth Rogen movies but i always find like whoever's playing off of him to be like the person yeah. who kind of brings them the you know the most comedy he's he's almost like the level one in a lot of them if you think about it. like pineapple express he kind of was the voice of reason almost yeah. out of the two you know yeah that's true guys who smoked a lot of pot yeah there's like danny mcbride too red. i love his yeah. character red red is, um, is awesome craig robinson there's a few other actors yeah. and i don't know their names there but it's true yeah, i agree with that it's a fair assessment and like i don't know if they, it's just because of the stance he takes but yeah he's always kind of like not the main comedic presence for me in mm-hmm. those movies so uh so yeah anyways that was just kind of my input but i love when red's like tied up with duct tape he's like oh, <laughs> i'm gonna flex and bust out of this <laughs> You know, he, like, tries to flex out of the duct tape, goes nowhere. That fight scene, scene too, kills me. The um, Saul Dale versus Red in his house kills me. In the kimono. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look at my armpits, dog. (laughs) Fully shaved, aerodynamic when I fight. (laughs) I know that scene by by heart. But, yeah, it's good stuff. So that's my number five. So, uh... Curtis, number four. Keep this going. Okay, so, uh, let me just remember my list 
because I just want to make sure that we got the order correct. I think uh, number four for me, I had Wedding Crashers. Mm, yeah. Nice. Um, Owen Wilson, uh, Vince Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. I love his the way he riffs. I don't know if you've ever seen like Vince Vaughn kind of like non-scripted, but uh, like for example, I saw him on a monologue at on SNL once, and he just like he just goes and and his flow and his approach, like he could talk about anything to anyone, and it would just be funny. And I just love his kind of like his confidence and the way he approaches a scene is, is really funny. I think he plays off of Owen Wilson really well. And uh, I think the Will Ferrell cameo in that movie uh, is probably one of my favorite Will Ferrell moments of all time. The, the Chaz <laughs> moment. Uh, there's so many awesome quotables in that. And uh, I kind of thought about my list based on like uh, movies that I've watched over and over again and found funny every time. Um and Wedding Crashers is one that it's really hard to pass up on. Like, you know, I used to watch it just when it was on TV, uh, you know, countless times. And, you know, it's funny every time. So. Yeah, I agree with that yeah. assessment of how you constructed your list. Me too. It's movies that I've, like, aged very well and I still find funny. And uh, Wedding Crashers is definitely a great movie. That's a movie that when you watch on, you throw on TV and you see it's, like, halfway through, you just have to watch yeah. the rest of it. For you can't sure. not watch that movie. I agree. Yeah, I really like Wedding Crashers, too. I remember sneaking into the theater to go see it because I was too young. Nice. And, Old school. Uh, you were talking about Vince Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. Like, if you watch his really early movies, like Swingers uh, and Made, like, he just, like, goes off on, you know, he's yeah. improvising, oh. like, him and bouncing off John Favreau, uh, Favreau uh, script and stuff, and he's just, like, he's hilarious. I, I'm a big Vince Vaughn fan. Yeah, super talented. Even his dramatic roles, I, I like him in. Uh, okay, my number four... There's a movie from 1993 with, with Bill Murray, Groundhog Day. Okay. So it's, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of this. It's like, a, I'll read a brief plot synopsis. So Weatherman finds himself inexplicably living the same day over and over again. So you get like people called the Groundhog Day effect because of this movie. And he's basically, he doesn't know why it's happening, but he's basically living in the same 24 hours. And like, I the movie has some serious moments, but ultimately like it's really a funny charming movie have any any of you seen the movie yeah i saw it a long time ago like i yeah. couldn't quote any of it or really remember how it ends I, he gets out of the time loop i'm assuming but no i haven't yeah but it's, the whole journey there is really yeah. good and it gets a little serious like i said but i mean B bill murray's a comic genius so yeah i have very little memory of that i think i probably watched it like falling asleep with my parents when it came out i would have been about four at the time so mm -hmm. yeah like uh, flashes of it are in my head but unfortunately i yeah. <laughs> don't have much there yeah me neither so for me matt i know you're probably gonna not like this pick as well but for me number four is super bad it's uh first time i saw that movie i remember i was crying tears of laughing watching this that's all time to me. First movie I saw Jonah Hill in, um, and the guy who plays uh, McLovin. Probably the only thing I've seen that guy in as well. But <laughs> he was in Kick Ass. I never seen that. <laughs> what about Role Models? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. He was yeah, actually yeah. sick in Role Models. Yeah, he was sick he in was Role in Models. That. True. Yeah, he but any other movies. It's yeah. Perfect for like thirty seconds. The Fright Night yeah. remake? Come on. No, damn. No, more of a super bad guy. But no, like I said, like a, the plot just follows three kids trying to get laid on their last like, high school night, basically. Um, 
you know, I just love seeing those kind of movies, like kids in high school just partying and getting into all sorts of different situations. Like when they end up at the adult party there with a the girl, like bleeds all over Jonah Hill and like situations like that. Like that would, I'm sure some of those things actually happened in oh, real yeah. life to like Judd Apatow and the writers. Spoiler alert, we will be talking about this movie later on. Super so, bad. Okay. Yeah, I really love it. Yeah, it could have been higher on my list for no, sure. No, we'll, we'll be talking about it uh, later on. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll leave you some then to talk about. <laughs> Curtis. Number three? Yeah. Uh, okay, number three for me was... I kind of put two together, kind of like a series. Like So 21 and 22 Jump Street. Okay. Uh, more 21 Jump Street. Okay. Uh, but I, I kind of felt like they would go hand in hand. So um, once again, Jonah Hill, super funny. Yeah. Uh, I actually really like how he and um, Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Sorry, uh, kind of played off each other in that. I think like seeing people go outside their comfort zone, like Channing Tatum, uh, and actually pull it off is is uh, you know pretty impressive. Uh, the plot was like kind of wonky, but kind of believable at the same yeah. time. With like another kind of, I think it was college or high school setting, yeah. uh, and it was just it has a lot of quotables i mean uh like the rob riggle character who's like the crazy <laughs> yeah. gym teacher and catching them high in the the hallways and yeah. you know them just tripping balls while he's like screaming in their faces is like it's kind of priceless for me. so uh another one of those uh kind of like i think a lot of these are you know on one hand like relatable but on the other hand they just have that tiny aspect of like uh you know something that you know wouldn't normally happen but like for the most part it's relatable right like kids in school yeah. doing regular kid stuff but then you know you have your crazy aspect of them being cops is what which what makes it a movie but uh, yeah i think you can relate to a lot of that stuff the same with the super bad thing that kind of puts you in their shoes and makes it really fun to watch so that'd be my number three yeah yeah, I really like Ice Cube too as the yeah. the, the cop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think he, I think <laughs> the second he was, one. Oh. Yeah, he actually <laughs> added quite a bit to it. You know, uh, a lot of the scenes like with the three of them together were really funny. Yeah, like when uh, when he finds out that one of the guys is sleeping with his daughter, <laughs> yeah. and like Channing Tatum just goes ham on it and gold. just like <laughs> dances around and just like. It, it was just it was too much like it was it was hilarious and yeah, yeah some some really good you know Korean Jesus like, yeah. you, you can't really <laughs> yeah. top Korean Jesus it's gold. Right? So, yeah. that's definitely one of the rare great sequels that are almost on the same level as right. the uh, especially the comedic right like, yeah exactly it's really hard I was thinking of like comedic sequels and you know not <laughs> a lot of the comedic sequels live up to the original Hangover two Hangover we can get two, into that later Zoolander two yeah. <laughs> Anchorman two yeah. even. Yeah, I know. In my opinion, too. It's yeah. like it, it, a lot of those, uh, you know, were not. But but twenty two, it's like that's why I kind of put them together. I wanted to give them yeah. both some love, so that'd be my I joint, like joint yeah. number three. Yeah, I enjoyed both those movies. I've only seen them once each in the theater, but uh, no, it's due for a rewatch then because yeah. you're making me remember all the funny. Parts. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth fun. it yeah. for sure. Okay, my number three is a movie from the seventies, nineteen seventy seven. It won Best Picture, actually, over Star Wars. It's a Woody Allen movie called Annie Hall. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's honestly, you're basically following, Woody Allen's playing the main character, and you're basically following him in kind of like episodic, like kind of Seinfeld-esque, like 
scenes where he's very neurotic and he's complaining about everything kind of like a sign like the movie it feels like you're watching many Seinfeld episodes cut together and I'm saying Seinfeld like I mean Seinfeld borrowed heavily from Woody Allen where you're just following this really witty guy and his relationship with Annie Hall played by Diane Keaton and it's just every time I watch it I pick up on little other little stuff I've missed because the movie's just like all dialogue Mm. and you know if you don't if you're not paying attention you'll miss stuff and I just I I've seen the movie many many times and it's my favorite Woody Allen movie and I'm a big fan of his and it's just a really really solid movie that I enjoy watching. Okay. Either of you seen it? I've I've heard of it. I haven't yeah. seen it. No. Oh, can't say I have. Sorry. But no, like, he, but he's like a loser, kind of like a loser, complaining about everything. You know, he's almost playing himself in a way, <laughs> like. Yeah. But that's a sign of a great movie, though, where you pick up little things yeah. on every other viewing, kind of like Office style, where right. in the background you'll pick up little things like a look a character is giving or a reaction to something. Yeah, okay, the rewatchability, so, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's huge. Yeah, that, that's what I went with my list was like, what movies do I rewatch all the time? Like, I didn't put the best made comedies I've seen. I've put like what I'm watching, like what can I just pop in the, my Blu-ray player on the spot, no issue. Yeah, so following that. Um, trend, I guess, me for rewatchability would be the movie that I think I laughed the most in theaters at this movie of all the movies I've seen, which would be The Hangover. Okay. Going into that movie, I hadn't seen a single trailer for it either. I had no expectations for it. Just went with my friend. From the first second, we were dying laughing from the opening scene with Zach Galifianakis to big breakout role <laughs> yeah, for him. That put him on the map. Like, and and what a what an introduction. Yeah. You know? And Bradley Cooper is great too. Ed Helms, I hadn't seen him in anything. There's only the guy from National Treasure that I had seen in something there. Justin Braga, I think, something like that. You're hoping he had a bigger role in the movie, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but his return was great when they find him on the roof there. And um, what's his face? Um, Chow hopping out yeah. of the trunk there. That's all time. Yeah. So yeah, there's just a bunch of classic scenes in that movie. And he was definitely also a breakout character in that movie. Classic yeah. comedy. I think, it, I think all-star cast. And uh, once again, just, uh, you know, from start to finish, just moments that you can quote or, like, reflect on that are just yeah. too funny. That one was definitely, like, you know, one of those ones that was over the top. Like, everything that happened was, like, you know, someone's craziest night ever. But, like, ten of those mm-hmm. things combined just created an insane movie which yeah was super fun to watch the actors you also got to give them credit because or they might have actually been hung over because they yeah. really did look hung over when they wake oh, yeah. up the next morning you know some great acting and like career defining for a lot of them yeah, yeah i really love hangover too um back to zach galifianakis though like his character is perfect like everything he says his character like he truly means what he's saying and yeah. you can see it in his acting like he genuinely like wants to know these things like when the scene where, like, uh, I think it's Ed Helms is looking for, like, his grandmother's Holocaust ring. And, like, yeah. Zach Galifianakis is like, what, oh, they gave out rings at the Holocaust? Like, he genuinely th- didn't know that. Like, he's asking to be informed. And, like, it's just great acting. And and yeah. the scene with the tiger, I guess. Yeah. Like, when they wake up, that I remember that being really funny. That's it's too bad about the sequels. That's yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of tough to follow up on that one but like we said before right it's uh you know almost a recipe for disaster when you try to follow up on a masterpiece like that mm-hmm. it's a good choice yeah, yeah. thanks 
We're on to number two. Two, yeah, down to the last two. All right, two. so I think is this the this may be the first time we're overlapping, but I actually put Super Bad as my number okay. two. Um, I think I forget what year it came out, but I think two thousand seven. Seven. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that was like I saw that in theaters like really early on. Uh, I actually saw it in Montreal. It was randomly like there uh, okay. for a weekend trip and uh, went to see a movie randomly. Uh, like oddly enough, I actually asked the people there if it would be in English, which is a pretty stupid uh, question, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I was a young kid and uh, and uh, I think be too careful. I was like just finishing high school at the time, right? So it was like, damn, like this is so relatable. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, once again, kind of a breakout. Like, I, I knew of Jonah Hill and, and Michael Sarah, but uh, at the time, Michael Sarah was, like, his, his, his approach and his, like, kind of dry comedy was, like, super new and refreshing to me. And just the way he kind of straight faces all of his lines and scenes and how quietly he speaks. Uh, but it's so impactful. You know, it's just like, you know, you could take a thousand lines from that movie and you know say them to your friends and you know they're almost always funny just like their banter at the beginning when they're talking about going away to college and you know talking about the the guy's mom's nips and stuff like that it's just like it's so classic it's like that's how we talked to our friends back then right regardless of how true it was it was just like that's how you shot the shit with your friends and they captured that so well. I think it just reflected a lot of our kind of childhoods or yeah. like high school years. So that, that's my biggest take from the movie is like, it was very realistic how they were talking and swearing. Like I was in high school when they came out too. And I was like in the middle of high school and we we're like, Oh, this is actually super realistic. And that's how we act. Yeah. I mean, not like exactly the yeah. same, but pretty darn no, close. No, it's, it's, it's high up on my list. Let's just say. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been higher for me too. I debated putting it at number two as well. Yeah. It's uh, all time. The fake ID scene oh also kills me. Like, it was either between that or Muhammad. Why the fuck would it be between that and Muhammad? <laughs> Jonah Hill just kills me. Do you even know anybody named Muhammad? <laughs> Do you know anyone named McLovin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's no, gold. Jonah Hill, like, cap- that catapulted his career. Like- yeah to Oscar nominations down the road. Who would have thought so, but... Yeah, exactly. But he's amazing in that movie. And and it also... I mean, Emma Stone, too. Like, that gave her her start. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Jules. Yeah. Yeah. Before, actually, before we... I actually want to go back on something I said. The Seth Rogen comment, he Mm -hmm. was awesome. Yeah, he was great in that movie. Uh, He didn't play, like, a main role, but, like, the side role. Him and Bill Hader. Bill Hader, I think, is a really underrated comedian. For sure underrated. Uh, He's done a lot of really funny stuff. And I think, like, the cop duo was just, like, they could not have done a better job in that. Uh, You know, the way they... The way they take McLovin around, yeah. and uh, you know the way they handle that bomb that uh, that they at the bar at that restaurant. Hey, can we get fourteen beers to go? <laughs> Something like that when they're leaving the bar. Yeah. Did you guys know that like Seth Rogen was supposed to star in the movie with his right. buddy Evan Goldberg, but they were both too old when it yeah. came. Like okay. mm. they wrote the it. Right? Like they like wrote it. Characters are based for them. Yeah. Right. Hence yeah. the name Seth. For yeah. yeah. No, for sure. That's it. A... Would have been a completely different movie though with Seth Rogen as Seth. Yeah, I think it would have still been good. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, as long as they did it, like the the main characters were believable high school kids at the time. I think like yeah, they would have had to do it way earlier mm-hmm. for Seth Rogen to pull it off. But I think the way he kind of slipped in and like 
you know, got a pretty solid role, I think was, you know, I think it was a pretty perfect comedic yeah. movie. And I think, I think it was probably the biggest thing when it came out, right? Like everyone and, you know, everyone was talking yeah. about it. Everyone was quoting it. You couldn't walk five minutes without hearing a super bad quote. And those guys were kings for a couple of years at least. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving on to my number two. It's a movie from the, from 1959. Oh, right, right in my era. That's right in my wheelhouse <laughs> yeah. right there. Okay, it's called Some Like It Hot. Okay, let me okay. read that synopsis from the Internet Movie Database. Yeah, for those of you who don't know this... Uh... So it's a Billy Wilder <laughs> movie. Okay, so when two male musicians witness a mob hit, they flee the state in an all-female band disguised as women, but further complications set in. So these two, the, the two actors, the two musicians played by Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis... They're basically dressing up as women and, and like they're just like blending in the band and trying to escape the, the bad guys. And yeah, it's it's stupid because they don't like you can tell they're men, but like that's the whole point of the movie. It's, yeah. it's silly. And Marilyn Monroe's in the movie and she's like I'm phenomenal. So some like it hot. I first watched it when I was young and I'm like, okay, what is this movie? I don't understand. It's not that funny. But then like as I kept rewatching it, like Jack Lemon is probably my favorite comedic actor of all time or my top three and like he is absolute gold in this movie like the faces he makes everything he says in the movie is hilarious like how he's when he's impersonating when he's playing his female character um his scenes with marilyn monroe are like will, will always be remembered like it's just they're timeless um so yeah I mean, have you heard of them? I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty I mean, well-known movie. If you Google like lists yeah. of comedies, the title is kind of kind of rings a bell. But no, I've not seen it, and uh, I don't know who Jack. Okay, Jack Lemmon is <laughs> Jack. one of the greatest actors of all time. I mean, he he's he did some serious role. He's done some serious roles, but like he's a comedy guy. Okay. And like, yeah, if you if I can like lend you some of his movies down the road, and okay. I, you, we can talk about them. In a future episode. Yeah, that'd be down for sure. The Lemon Man. Check it out. No, no, he, he's well known. Ask <laughs> yeah, your parents. I'm sure they know of him, yeah. So for me, mine is a more recent one. Well, it's been over 10 years now. The 2008 classic Step Brothers. That's, um, to me, that's all time we watch. It's like kind of like a Christmas movie for us. That's the time we watch it around here. From the first time I saw um, uh, John C. Riley and... Will Ferrell share the screen together in Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Mm. You knew these two were a dynamic duo. Mm. And my God, did they take it to the next level in Step Brothers. When I was younger, Talladega Nights was one of my favorite movies. I, that's a movie I could quote yeah. on end. But now watching it back nowadays, I don't find it that funny. Especially because I'm more of a... I prefer comedies that are rated R... Like PG-13 comedies just personally don't make me laugh as much. Sometimes the explicit language just allows for more creative freedom in the de delivery of jokes and stuff. And Step Brothers obviously rated R and just the, um, all of the dialogue in that movie kills me. And the fact that it's mostly improv as well just makes it all the more impressive. That uh, the actors that play the D Mr. Doback, Dale Do uh, yeah. Robert Doback, Robert. and... Um, 
No, I don't even, know, I don't even know the model. John Nancy. C. Riley's dad? Yeah. That's Richard Jenkins? Yes, so Robert Dolbach and Nancy. Yeah, yeah Nancy Huff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the movie. I've only no? seen one. I've, I, I've seen, I saw that movie in San Francisco when we were on a family trip, actually. I remember that. Good trip. Yeah. Uh, and I remember laughing really like a lot in the theater, and I just never watched the movie again. Yeah, it's yeah. a very quotable movie. Um, great performances and yeah just the dynamic between the two is killer i remember the brother uh what's that derek yeah um, adam scott adam, adam scott, scott yeah. yeah he was really yeah i remember him being a, like a big dick in the yeah. Movie. yeah yeah that was the first uh introduction that i had to adam scott and uh like i know he, he's actually like not really known for that type of role but he just knocked it out of the park with the, yeah. like, the dick brother like some of the things he says you know, like when they're talking about his the stories he has, and he's like guilty as charged yeah. <laughs> yeah. with the stories. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you just like he's such a dick, and you just like you want to punch him, but it just he makes the movie so much better. Uh, I guess I'll piggyback off you because you stole my number yeah. one. Uh, that was Step Brothers. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, like hands down. I think Eric might have seen that coming. That's why he tried to swoop in. And <laughs> yeah, I was. It could have been my number one, but then I had to. Uh, exactly yeah i mean like i could go on and on i saw this in theaters i think like uh i think it was one of those nights like it was just like one of those awesome nights with friends friday night like after school uh you just like you go to the theater and you're just like you know you're in the mood to laugh you know it's like it's one of those nights where laughing comes a bit easier Mm -hmm. and uh i saw it like with my best friend who uh, you know, we have that really, like, we have a similar, like, I guess, comedic taste, and we joke around like that and say stupid shit like that all the time, so when we saw Step Brothers, it was just like, you know, you have to call me Dragon, and it's like, dude, we fucking say that stuff to each other all the time, like, Nighthawk and shit like that, you know? Um, but it, once again, like, super relatable, uh, obviously not, like, the 40-year-old aspect, but, like, you know, put yourself in the shoes of these two kids which is what they are mentally you know who didn't build shitty forts uh, or like bunk beds out of your dad's rusty nails when you're kids and and like do karate in the garage you know like it's just like it it takes that and then it bumps it up because now they're 40 and and it takes all those limitations away of like what you would have as kids put on you you know limitations for certain things you know you're literally 40 and you're able to do all that shit like you know with the night vision goggles and stuff like that so i think uh i think that was just you know from start to finish just amazing laughs and uh john c Riley and will ferrell like pretty dynamic yeah pretty dynamic duo i think Derek was amazing uh once again rob riggles in that right uh, yeah you know kobayashi you know, he's got lots of... <laughs> got lots pow? Of, yeah, it's saying pow. Catalina Wine Mixer. You know, it's just like you can say any line for yeah. that movie. The Catalina Wine Mixer is like the dumbest thing that's funny, but it's so funny just because of the way they approach it. You know, it's a helicopter leasing party, but like it's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. You know, it's, it is the fucking bee's knees. So yeah, I just like... You know, I, I've probably seen that movie 20, 30 times. Like, yeah, even. I'd say so as well. Yeah, and it's like, I'd watch it today, you know? Okay, you guys convinced me. I'm going to rewatch it right away. <laughs> I like, got I'm, to, I'm, man. I'm sold now. Like, it's been over 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it'll be Since St. Fran? 
Yeah, since 2008. <laughs> like, I've only seen it. Yeah, you got, you got to mix well, it up. I, I wanted to say this at the start, but, like, comedy is probably my least favorite genre of no. film. Like, I watch everything else before comedies. No. Anyways, my number one, we've already talked about this, is super bad. Yep. <laughs> Solid. Uh, we've, since we've already covered it, I'm only going to mention when I was in university, briefly, uh, <laughs> doing my homework, like writing my essays, I would have the movie on, just open in the background, and I would just listen to the movie for hours on end. Sometimes, like, I would just play it over again once it was finished, just to listen to the dialogue because it was so funny. So, like, that's how much I like Superbad. Yeah. I just, I can play the movie in my head anytime. I know, like, all the lines are yeah, so funny. Like, it's just, it just it's um, it's very nostalgic for me, the movie. It just reminds me of when I was in high school and university, and, like, every time I rewatch it now, it just takes me back. If it's on TV, I'll stop what I'm doing and, like, watch it. Um, no, it's just thinking about it. I want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah same. I'm, like, playing through just, like, the yeah. small stupid parts in my head, you know? It's fucking soccer. Yeah, true, true. Brief cameo, eh? Like, that was, like, his first ah. screen appearance. It's, like, the dumbest shit is, is funny in that movie. It's like, yeah. I don't miss each other, you know? Like, that stupid line that they say at the beginning when his mom's giving him shit for missing each other going to college. It's just, there's so much, like, you don't need to watch that movie. You just listen to it and just enjoy, you know? Dick, treasure chest, like, lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, who, who, who writes that stuff, you know? Like, that, someone had to have done that as a kid. Yeah, it's probably Seth Rogen. It, yeah. it was him? Yeah, like, I watched all the special features. He's the one, like, he, that's probably what happened when he was a kid. Just He just amped it up and accelerated right. it. Yeah. Yeah. That was it, that, but that, what, Curtis, what you said is, it's the little things that make them a movie great. Like, no one's gonna, everyone's going to remember the, like, the, the storyline, but it's those little moments of dialogue that make the movie a classic and a movie that will be remembered. Yeah. Who's the guy? I don't know the name of. He's an Italian guy. He's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Charles Boyle. He's in. Yes, Super yeah. Bad. He's the guy who brings him to that party yeah, there. Right. He's like, he oh, I can pay in like coupons in or something. Jolo Trulio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So his like, you know, when they like they hit him with their car, and then they're taking him to the party, and they're like, you guys are gonna, he's, you guys are gonna get so much ass, or you guys are gonna get so many girls, and then there's like a pause. He's like. So you guys have MySpace, or I—I I literally died. Like I was in a theater, like burst out so loud. Like that was the funniest thing. Yeah. And like, like that's the thing. No one like the remembers things, that line, yeah. right? It's like it's obscure. That line, but that line just hit me. Yeah. Like, wow. Good. Good shit. Like yeah. you got me on that one. Sign of a great movie. It's yeah. Another one. So for me, it kind of my number one kind of bookends my stoner buddy comedy movie where characters go on an insane adventure that only takes a span of like a day so i'm kind of going to group my these two movies together a la 21 22 jump street which are the harold and kumar movies so those movies i've are definitely the comedy movies i've seen the most out of any movie if my brother were here we could just go off quoting the whole thing and if I had to pick one, I prefer more. I would have to give the slight edge to Guantanamo really? Bay. Wow! Yeah, surprise. Because of the the incredible character that was Secretary Fox oh, and man. his racist depiction of the uh, Secretary of Defense stand-in. Yeah, what's his name? The actor? Um, Rod Cordry. Right. Or Rob Cordry, one yeah, of the yeah, two. Yeah, he's in, like, Ballers. Ballers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he 
played an amazing part. In this is so good. Yeah. And just to tell you how much we love this movie, is when me and my friends went out east, we drove to New Brunswick, the Maritimes, for a week in 2014, and we watched Harold and Kumar Escape from White Castle and then Guantanamo Bay back-to-back in the car. As soon as we were finished Guantanamo Bay, we were like, Guantanamo Bay, yep, we rewatched it right away, right after watching it. Wow. So that's some dedication and just how much we love the movie and it's representative of how much I like the movie as well. Solid, solid movies. I, I haven't seen the second one as much as the first one, but definitely like multiple times on each. Yeah. I love the beginning of the White Castle movie. It's just like how it starts and everything. I love just how like blazed they are and they just like, you know, what stands out to me is they're watching TV and I don't know if you're, well, I'm sure you remember since it's your favorite, yeah. like the weed commercial that comes yeah. on TV and the kid just like, sh- like puts a gun in his mouth. <laughs> Nothing can hurt me. No. <laughs> Marijuana. Yeah. I thought that was just like such a, an amazing, uh, yeah. an amazing scene. But that those movies too have so many like little scenes yeah. like that where that might not be a standout scene right. for somebody or like the cop that gives them the ticket for jaywalking. Yeah. Yeah. At like three in the morning, <laughs> there's no one. My own blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Anthony and- Anderson cameo. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I remember the most. Yeah. yeah. I really like that one too. Actually, I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that line's from Dodgeball. Actually, no, no. Curtis, no, oh, it makes it? me bleed my own blood. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, it's <laughs> bullets. My only weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you know? Yeah. yeah, my bad. Damn, I was like, I got those two confused. He's like same sort of dick guy. I think he had a mustache too. Yeah, so I, got, yeah. I got Ben Stiller mixed did, up yeah. with that. But uh, I think like one of my favorite scenes is when they're breaking out of. He's, uh, I guess he's breaking. Uh, is it what's his name? John Cho. Yeah, Harold. Yeah. yeah, he's breaking him out of prison, and uh, you know, get <laughs> yeah. that guy reading the book, yeah. and there's like what eight cops, like, that eight of them yeah. jump on him. He's, he's got, got a gun. No, it's not a gun. It's a book. Yeah. <laughs> book secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then they just like leave, like yeah. straight up. No, that's that's pretty classic. Neil Patrick Harris, like yeah. you know, just uh... shrooms. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to a White Castle? I have, yeah. It's not good. Yeah, I hear, I hear that the, the burgers are actually tiny, right? We, yeah, they're the sliders, sliders, yeah. Okay, so you could, you could eat Oh, yeah. That's why they dusted like 30 yeah, in the good. movie. Not good, though? No, not at all. That's why we went, when we went to Ohio years ago, me and my brother wanted to go there specifically for that, and I was sorely disappointed. So, yeah, it wasn't worth what they went It's through. very dry. Definitely had to be baked to enjoy those burgers. <laughs> Family trip, we were not, so. <laughs> How is the, the third one? I've never it's seen it. Not good, not yeah. Good, it's, not um, good. I mean, it has its one? moments. A, a like very a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, like it has its moments there, but it's not a, not a great movie. Not like the first two, definitely not. Like they got, like, the RZA is in the movie. Ooh. Yeah, it's... I feel like he always tries to overact every movie he's in, but yeah, I didn't me. even give it a chance. Yeah, but yeah, it's solid, solid yeah. list. There's a bunch of other movies. Like I, I right. debated yeah. having Wedding Crashers on there too. Um, Dodgeball is also a movie that when I was younger, that just yeah. all time. Yeah, Dodgeball like, was pretty iconic. Once again, Vince Vaughn just. Uh, kind of killing it yeah i was just gonna ask you guys yeah honorable mentions yeah was, yeah i had a couple honorable mentions i think uh i i contemplated 40 year old virgin yes oh, me uh, too for sure yeah Good pick uh yeah. and like like a bag of sand <laughs> i think like classic scene i think uh that was steve carell's first for me anyways uh first big role 
And uh, even though he didn't really get to, like, he was kind of quirky in that, but he didn't really get to showcase, I think, his, like, full abilities, but he still kind of killed it in that movie. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm a big Paul Rudd fan. I think Paul Rudd was hilarious in that movie. Uh, And just, like, the way the gang kind of kind of interacted with each other like in in like a shitty work environment like i think we've all been there had a job like that right and and i think like you know on top of the 40 year old virgin aspect i think just like the way they interacted at work you know the kevin hart scene. No, i was just gonna say that i love that scene that's a sleeper top scene yeah and like how steve carell kind of comes in and just like that has no idea what's going on and uh you know jane lynch is it uh the the boss yeah there? she she's you know she's always amazing yeah know? she's funny in role models yeah, too right exactly yeah. sturdy wings yeah. role even role models you yeah. know like uh sean william scott like yeah, i i watch i grew up watching like american pie yeah, and stuff yeah. so you know those those crossed my mind uh, you know, like there was some Ben Stiller, like Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn stuff, you know, like it's, it's kind of close. Like I, I'll give any of those movies a shot. It's just, you know, have I watched them more than once? Semi-pro. I know you're mm. a big semi-pro. Uh, not even, man. Oh, no, 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 no. It's definitely not one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies. Like it has its moments, but yeah. it's, it's not a top movie for right, me. Yeah. No. Like it just kind of something that I've put on a few times and some things have really stuck for me, but, yeah. uh. Yeah, it was kind of tough making the list. It was fun. Oh, yeah, me too. Just to quickly go back to role models real quick. Like, the whole world they created, like, the fantasy aspect that LARPing LARPing is so good. you guys don't do that? No. Oh. But it's good. That's how Eric and I met, actually. I shot him him with a crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, honestly, like, for those kids or whatever, whoever did does that shit, that's, like, their life, you know? So it's, like... You know, you get slain by the king, and it's, yeah. it's all over. Again, Joe Latruglio is one yeah. of the characters. Oh, my like, God. Us gingerly yeah. touch tips with their swords. Yeah. Good morrow to you, yeah. sir. And to you. Tonight we'll dance with swords. Yeah. No, he's a amazing character yeah. in that. Yeah. Underrated movie for sure. You're going to say, Matt, sorry. Yeah, my honorable mentions is the we uh, Curtis talked about it, but American Pie, the first one. Mm. I remember watching that and like having a big, big impact on me. It was like the first. I think it's the, honestly the first movie I've seen with nudity. Yeah. Like watching it when it came out, like so it really like, stuck. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Hey man, but it's got that memorable scene, you know, with, with uh, Shannon Elizabeth with the light cam. Yeah. Um, and then I was thinking of other comedies with Jim Carrey, actually. Right. And I kind of grew up on that, like Dumb and Dumber. That's and classic. Ace, and Ace yeah. Ventura. Oh, Ace Ventura. But like, I don't know if it's that rewatchable, though. Dumb and Dumber, to me, would be... And that's one of the few, yeah. like, rated PG-13 movies that I could still yeah. watch. Like, the toilet scene when I was a kid killed me. <laughs> I think, like, you could you could say that's a classic, Dumb yeah. and Dumber. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, like, Ace Ventura 2, for some reason, like, was a big movie in my house. Uh, my dad was just, like, crying, laughing, like, during the rhino scene. I don't know if you guys have seen Ace Ventura 2, but, like, uh, he, he sticks himself in a mechanical rhino to, like, spy on somebody. But it ends up, like, the fan ends up breaking and he's overheating. And there's, like, a small, like, pin-sized hole in the rhino's ass. And that's his <laughs> only source of air. And, and he's he's in a safari, right? So he's, like, trying to spy on this business deal and he's dying of heat. So the only thing... 
that's left to do is for Jim Carrey, who has now stripped down to his underwear and an undershirt, is to actually escape this mechanical rhino from the pin-sized hole in his ass. <laughs> and it's got like a rubber coating to the rhino. So he's literally pushing, and he's doing this in, like in real life. Like you can see, you should watch the scene. It's, mm. it's hilarious. He's pushing his head through what is like nothing and and like you can just see this rhino's ass bulging out and, and then a, a family comes by in a safari cart and they're like oh look the mother rhino's giving birth and all you hear is jim carrey jim carrey's hilarious and yeah. he's so like he, he's he just like conforms so well to the role he's like moaning these guttural noises like, like pushing himself out of this rhino and at the end of the the scene it's just this like half naked sweaty man that flops onto the <laughs> ground and the family's like look away kids and it, oh my god like as a kid uh that was like an iconic yeah, that'll scene. do it for sure <laughs> <laughs> highly recommended i know i pretty much just explained like half the movie oh, that's guys, good but, uh, solid solid scene for sure yeah those are pretty much my honorable mentions too there's also like some old school movies i like a lot like well, old school is good. Right. But, that was an honorable mention yeah. for me as well. What's uh, another? Luke Todd Wilson. Todd Phillips. Yeah, Luke Wilson. Yeah. yeah Snoop Dogg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like Vince Vaughn again. Vince Vaughn again, uh, yeah. Solid, solid. Like Frank the Tank. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, like once again, subtleties of the movie. Um, when when they are trying to get Will Ferrell's character, uh, Frank Ricard, to uh to to drink and he's like you know what i got a i got a nice little saturday plan tomorrow you know maybe home depot bed yeah. bath and beyond <laughs> i don't know if i we'll have enough time and, and the guys is looking at him like you're joking right like yeah. you're gonna do one and they're like trying to get him to do beer funnel yeah true beer and then he's like yeah. okay i'll do one and then I'll, all of a sudden he turns into it's frank like, the it's, the cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good when it hits yeah. your lips it's so good yeah, so, I mean, just, like, stuff like that. Or he's leaving a uh, voicemail for his, like, wife who just ran out on him. And he's, like, he's, he, he, like, gives his last name when he's, like, leaving the voicemail. Like, he needs to signify Specify, like, which yeah. Frank it is, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> I just, like, and, you know, the streaking scene is pretty yeah. iconic as That's well. Gold. Yeah, solid uh, honorable mention for sure. Yeah. Have you seen Naked Gun? Negative. You seen yeah, that? Yeah. That. yeah, like that's right. a classic, yeah. like slapstick. Like yeah. so dumb and stupid. It's so like, stupid, but I don't know. It just yeah. works. Like all them. No, that's part of all the spoof movies, like uh, the scary movie, right? Um, Spaceballs. Yeah. Uh, you know all of those. Yeah, Uncle Buck as well is like a oh, classic. Uncle, John yeah. Candy. I was thinking of John Candy actually. Like planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Probably my favorite. But Uncle Buck is great. Uh, Great outdoors. Yeah, Decent. didn't not, age not, well. Yeah, like I, that's another movie I liked a yeah. lot more when I was younger. Yeah, um, no, yeah. Uncle Buck is great. Cool yeah. Runnings. Cool, cool Runnings. runnings was, yeah. yeah. Cool Runnings. Like I think the story was good, so it it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, like but I don't think it really aged that well compared to like, for no. me personally. What I enjoy. Good story though. Um. Matt, did you have a question for us? Like, I think we're done with the... Uh, yeah, we're done with the honorable mention. Yeah. So my question for you two is like, like, who is your favorite comedic actor and or actress? And you don't have to just say one. You can say like top three. But just I'm just curious to know. Has to, does that have to be movies? Oh, yeah. Like I was thinking about that today. Like I was thinking of actresses and TV shows that I really like. But I'm like, oh, but they didn't make a lot of movies. Right. So no, let's try to stick to movies. Movies? Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) 
it, I, it's pretty hard to not say Will Ferrell for me. Uh, I think, like, I grew up watching Saturday Night Live. Like, uh, the, the kind of, like, Will Ferrell era with, like, Chris Kattan, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, you know, Will Ferrell was huge. Um, and kind of me growing up. And I got to see him kind of every week. So it wasn't just like, oh, he's putting out a new movie, uh, you know, once every couple years. And that's kind of what I'm basing my my choice off of it's like every week I got to see a new character Will Ferrell was doing and you know it wasn't always the funniest thing but I find Will Ferrell is one of those types of people especially like in those around those times he could say anything at all and he would be funny you know it's kind of like a Steve Carell where you know it, it would be so hard to actually take Will Ferrell seriously uh you know he's 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 kind of like had some off roles, uh, you know, with some of the movies that he's done. So, you know, Land of the Lost. <laughs> yeah, Land of the Lost. Like, you know, I'm not a huge, like, Elf fan. Uh, oh, no, Elf is good. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, I think he did, uh, I think he did one, like, Bewitched or something. Like, he, yeah. yeah. He, they're not all home runs, right? Right. Uh, I didn't even see, like, the new Sherlock Holmes movie that he did. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it wasn't that good and, yeah. based off Matt's expression. <laughs> but, uh, just, like, some of the characters he played, like, I don't know if you guys have seen Night at the Roxbury, oh, but, yeah. like, like, the... That's a really funny movie. Right. I don't know if it aged well, but I remember loving it's, it. It's pretty, like, yeah. it's pretty decent. Like, he kind of... He kind of carries Chris Kattan in that movie, oh, but, yeah. you know, the the Doug Butabi, Steve Butabi, like, duo there, and just, like, the song, right? Like, the What Is Love by Hathaway. I think, like, most people know that song from that movie. Yeah. Uh, just, like, uh, kind of been a staple growing up for me, so sort of take uh, the easy choice. Yeah, and snagged my yeah. answer. It's yeah. all good. Just to piggyback off that, me, it would be Will Ferrell as well, <laughs> yeah. but, like, okay. what makes Will Ferrell so funny to me is, like, the... Just the delivery. He could say anything and just make it funny. Like, yeah. I have many leather-bound books. <laughs> like, his description for yeah. what um, diversity means. Yeah. Like, an old... large wooden ship. Used in the Civil War era or something like that. Like, Scholars maintain that the translation was lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of the actors that act in those movies, too, are probably some of my favorites. Like, right. me too. I'm a big Paul Rudd fan. Um favorite one though like i like ben stiller a lot i know he wasn't in any of my favorite movies but in dodgeball yeah. um, even in happy gilmore i found if i love his character um yeah. seth rogan james franco is really funny too to be honest i'd have to throw him in there i'm surprised like you didn't this, mention, is the end. Uh, this is the end yeah. yeah i thought that would be that would have been on your top yeah five, it's like an honorable mention i think but to me it's not one of the movies that yeah. Like, I found it, ex like, super funny the first time. The second yeah. time, I laughed a, a lot as well. But then after that, I think I, did, I just wasn't laughing as much. Like, the, the first... too long, I find. Right. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of star power there. Like, I think it, it's hard to, like, you know... Spread every, too thin. Right, it's like, you know, there's a little bit too much going on. Like, yeah. you know, decent movie, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be Will Ferrell for me, too. Um, I like Jonah Hill a lot, too. It's, uh, yeah. It's okay. tough. How about you? Okay, well, since you guys are talking modern, <laughs> I'm going to go back to actors that are no longer with us. Because I watch a lot of old movies, and I've seen, like, the the pretty much all the famous old comedies that I read about. And my favorite is Cary Grant. Um, do you guys know who he is? He's just no. really, like, he was, like, the biggest star of his time. And, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of his movies. 
But like Jack Lemon would be like number two for right. me. So bring it back to Jack Lemon. I thought it was gonna be the Lemon Man for <laughs> no, but sure. Cary Grant's like was in a lot of great movies. Period. Like he was just a big star, and then he made some comedies in the thirties, and he his like he's hilarious. Yeah. So what makes you think that you're more drawn to like the older comedies versus like the newer stuff? I know like you kind of had a mix of both, but because back then lots of movies were being made, but only the good ones are being like remastered and put out and on like. Like, I buy a lot of movies, and only the good ones are surviving. So right. I'm only seeing the really good stuff. So, like, in, in 80 years, people are going to look back at the 2000s, and people are only going to pick out the great movies and just watch those. And they'll be like, oh, all the movies were great back then. Right. No, there was a lot of bad movies. So right. you think, like, they've gone through their filters, and they've yeah, gone like, I've, like I've the only cream been, of the crop. Exactly. Kind of, right? I've only been watching, like, the good movies from the 1930s. Okay. Uh, so I was... Yeah, it's good stuff. So we actually got to put up an Insta story to see if anyone had any questions for us. We did get a few responses. One from a very loyal listener and three-time guest, Basam Issa, had a question specifically for Matt. Oh, damn. It was question for Matt. I know you love horror. Do you think comedy and horror should ever mix, or are you a straight horror kind of guy? Basam, that is an amazing question because when I was – Thank you for the question. When I was making my list, I'm like, do I include horror comedies in my list? Because I could just make a list of top five of those. And then I'm like, no, no, I'll just stick to like regular comedies. I think there is a place for comedy in horror films because when blended correctly, they create good movies like Shaun of the Dead, What We Do in the Shadows. Like I could go on and on. Like there's a lot of like, they're comedies, but then they'll have like that gore factor or that like they'll be dark. Um, Big, zombie uh, land kind of right yeah that zombie land would be like t- like more on the comedy side yeah but like it's i like i like the it. like the all-out gore fests but that are actually like funny too like mm-hmm. i i'm not gonna start name dropping all these movies because they're most people are gonna be like what are those <laughs> but like hey i'm a big jermaine clement fan so uh for what we do in the show yeah, yeah so when well, when you ask for fa- favorite comedian well Big Flight of the Concords uh, fan, so the, like that would have been my go-to. But yeah, he's done some decent stuff in movies. Uh, in in what we do in the shadows, he's like yeah. I love his character. Like he's an amazing lines, actor. Uh, no, so no, it's a really good question. There is a there is a place, although a lot of people, a lot of horror fans that I know, that I interact with, like don't like any comedy because they're like, no, it should be separate. Okay. Uh, horror film should have scares, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be just fun it should be like sca- like scary at the same time well actually but, sorry no no go for it i was just gonna say like uh what came to my mind was it like the original or not the original but like the the one, 2017 one, yeah uh with the with the the young kids in that movie were hilarious yes. but it was a scary like i know it's probably not the same that same sort of genre that you're speaking of but i actually really appreciated the comedic breaks between like the the horror aspects mm-hmm. of that movie but I, I don't know, uh, I forget his name, the kid from uh, Stranger Things. Finn Wolfhard. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought he was hilarious mm-hmm. in, in It. And, uh, you know, I don't think it took away from the horror. I think, it, if anything, it kind of just, like, it split everything up really well. And uh, you know, Yeah, I agree I with really, that really assessment. The... Yeah, me, Curtis, really well said. Like, that's yeah. 100% right. When you get that rare case where it blends perfectly, um, well, you got a great movie right. like It. Yeah. Um, so no, uh, thank you for the question, but Sam, it was a really good question. Okay. So another one was from our cousin Dylan Smith. 
What is the best slash worst comedy of the decade? We could probably just focus this, on worst. This we've decade? Co- this decade, yeah. Like 20... The 2010s? 2010s, okay. yeah. Uh, Wor- I would go with go just on, worst. I'll think about this for a second. I have like a... I have like a worst comedy that I've seen. I don't know if it's out. It might be 2009. Is that okay? Yeah, we can squeeze <laughs> it in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys have seen the. I think it's like a mainly an Adam Sandler movie. It's called Funny People. Yeah, yeah, I remember oh, it, but yeah. I haven't seen it. No, you, you don't like that movie. No, I. Uh, so so like the concept was okay. It had pieces <laughs> that were good. <laughs> Sorry if I'm offending you. No, but, I like uh, that movie. Um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was over two and a half hours yeah. long, and. Uh, <laughs> Not a huge Adam Sandler fan. Um, I I just I think they kind of stretched it out a little too long, um, and I I got I kind of got lost in a couple like just I I lost the interest is what I'm trying to say in a couple of the parts of that movie. I think it you know they could have done better if they shortened it a bit. So it's kind of my entry towards yeah, that. I agree with you. I, it, it's like two hours, 20 minutes, but no, I, I've seen that movie a couple of times. I like it, but it's not like people are expecting a really funny movie. Right. It's actually, there's some depressing yeah, scenes. Right. Maybe and, that's what did it. And Adam me. Sandler's actually like his acting. I like it in the movie because he's actually doing more than what he normally does. Yeah. For me, worst comedies, like I can't just name a single one. It's just any Adam Sandler movie. I happen to see <laughs> in the later Rough. Like, Jack yeah. and Jill and all that crap. Like Happy Gilmore I, I, is good, I see it. No, I like early Adam Sandler, yeah. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Right. But like, I avoid comedies for that reason because I don't want to watch a Anchorman two, which That's a, that was a, I didn't okay, like that good. movie it's at not, all. Yeah, I didn't even see it, but I know to avoid it. That's why I don't watch comedies because mm-hmm. I I know there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah, yeah. The hit or miss ratio is not fifty fifty. Yeah, and best comedy of the decade. Ooh, Hangover came out in 2009. 2009. Right? But we can count, we can allow that one I'm, because. I'm picking that one. Okay. Because my worst movie is actually also a 2009. I had to look it up. So there's, <laughs> there's a couple I could throw in here because I prepared a few of these. Hangover 2 and 3. We already talked about those like a few episodes ago. But this one was a 2009 spin off series movie American Pie, The Book of Love. I've seen that one. That, that's a bad. terrible <laughs> movie. Bad. Oh my god, that's got to be the one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Never mind comedy. Also, I'd throw in Mac and Devin go to high school if you've seen that movie. No, I've never heard of that. Starring Wiz Khalifa and Snoop oh. Dogg. <laughs> Is it supposed like, to be a comedy? Yeah, and yeah. you're for sure supposed, supposed to, be to be high to enjoy right, the right. movie, which was yeah. not at the time. Maybe that was a big mistake, but... I yeah. remember buying Book of Love, American Pie Book of Love. And actually returning it because I really didn't like it. Oh, wow. I actually brought it into another store used. I said, I don't want nice. to own this movie. Like, I own a lot of movies, but if it's a movie that I'll never re- rewatch and I don't ha- I don't mm. want it sitting on the shelf, it's gone. Yeah. And a lot of the American Pie sequels or yeah. spinoffs are like that. Yeah. Beta House. I enjoyed Beta House. Yeah. Even Naked Mile Naked, is passable. No, they're, they're watchable. Bandcamp, I didn't love. I don't mind Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp was okay. Yeah. It was all right. I mean, the guy who plays uh, Matt Stifler is pretty weak. Yeah, yeah Stifler's such a strong character. You want to nail that. Yeah. But to return a movie, I think it's like, that's like the epitome of exactly. a bad comedy. Yeah. Like it, For me personally, like to, for me to actually go and return a movie, it would have to be something pretty awful. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not this decade, but I, I, I think you mentioned the spinoffs. Like, a lot of those, like, 
later scary movies, like not oh. another teen movie, date movie, oh. like all of those, movie. right? Like <laughs> think like Meet the Spartans or something, you know, like yeah. all those oh. shitty spin-off Spoops. movies with yeah. like D list yeah. actors, and I mean they uh, they just beat dead horses like upon dead horses. I don't understand how production companies endorse these movies. They're like the directors, like, oh, this is gold. Yeah, <laughs> like, just keep going. It, well, I mean, it's pretty easy. The the formula is literally dress up as a shitty version of whatever movie they're copying and just say dumb shit. So, you know, <laughs> probably costs them next to nothing yeah, to make these. Probably. And they already have the ideas because they're just basing them off of pre-existing movies, right? So it's like, what movies are hot right now? Let's pick eight of them, mm-hmm. mock those, and yeah. throw it together in some story that doesn't even exist. And, yeah. you know, hopefully we make a 14-year-old laugh. I was going to say, what's troublesome is like, what kind, what are the people who are enjoying these movies and actually think that that stuff's funny. Well, let me tell you, uh, me and my friend, we went to see Epic Movie in the theaters, and he liked that sort of stuff, and I didn't, I almost, I wanted to walk out, but he's like, no, no, don't leave me alone. I said, sure, okay, fine, I'll watch the movie with you. It was horrendous. It's like a, they spoof Chronicles of Narnia, and it's, oh my God, it's, oh. Not even like <laughs> so bad, bad it's good. Not even, I like so bad yeah. it's good. This was just so bad it's horrible. Yeah. That's a disaster movie, which I feel like that's another one of that those movies. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But alright. Um, and for best, I don't know, I'd like probably hangover for me as well. Uh, can you think of one in this decade? We're doing best this decade? Uh I I don't remember like seeing. A, you have one. Well, I don't know if it's a comedy. I mean, it's very depressing. It, it's not a comedy, but Seth Rogen's in it. Fifty fifty. Oh yeah, that was a really good movie. movie. That was a good it's movie. Yeah. Good. I don't know if like it's very the subject matter, but no, I really like that one. Uh, I can't think of anything this decade that yeah. really made me laugh. I mean, I'm sure there's something. Well, here they got, like, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which yeah. I... Yeah, Wes Anderson, I almost included one of his movies in my list, but he his his movies are, like, its own genre. It's, yeah. it's comedy, but it's more, like, awkward comedy and situational stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's its own world, really. Interestingly enough, funny people comes up when you type best comedies of the okay. decade, so... Yeah, I, I knew it might be give the edge to Matt. <laughs> I just, like, for me personally, like, I haven't seen a lot of comedies that... Because I think, like you, I, I don't, like, I'm afraid that there's going to be bad. Yeah. So I probably stay away from a lot of them unless, like, you know, it's a sure thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you go see Superbad, we kind of all knew it was going to be amazing. We didn't think it was going to be as amazing as it was, but it was kind of like a, you know, a sure so, thing, stepbrothers, yeah. sure thing. Sure thing, also underrated movie. Have you seen that or no? No, it's no, an oldie. A, a couple I just remembered too. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. That was a pretty good movie. I remember that one. Yeah, I didn't see that one. And uh, I just recently watched this one last week, The Big Sick, with uh, Kumail. Uh, yeah, his name. guy from that Silicon was, Valley. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Based on his life. Her, it was basically. good, yeah. Yeah, no, I really liked it. All right. What about the, what about like the cringe comedies that like Sasha Baron Cohen yeah, does? Like I was, I was I was thinking of adding Borat in my top five, but uh, the cringe aspect of like just like the inclusion of like actual innocent bystanders, right. like it kind of it, it for me personally, it kind of takes away from some of the you know the comedic power that is coming from Borat, like. 
I almost feel bad for the people. I, I maybe I'm a little too empathetic when I watch those types of movies, but you know, it had some amazing scenes. But at the same time, it kind of showcased how, on one hand, how shitty a lot of people are, and then on the other hand, it was kind of like I feel bad for the people he's messing with. So that was like another honorable mention that I didn't uh i was like it was kind of close it was probably like maybe top 10 for me yeah borat i've only seen it once i thought i thought it was hilarious when yeah. i saw it but i don't that, really remember I don't it, think that, it well. ages that well no i because like you've seen the first time is the best time because you don't know right right then yeah yeah so fun fact actually so i'm i starred in two movies this year not a big deal and um one <laughs> of them you said i thought you were yeah okay <laughs> trying to take that away from me but um so the director of the movie the exchange which is coming out next year hopefully look for me the parade scene um Big was the scene. was the writer of borat and like oh, all wow. those movies bruno uh, right. the dictator yeah he wrote those oh, movies wow. so he directed that movie so it's supposed to be like some rated r coming of age uh, movie so yeah, yeah. If, they, if they keep the parade scene look for me on there oh so, we definitely will yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a comedy or? yeah it's a comedy like rated r comedy when i went there i thought it was just gonna be some like hallmark christmas movie but yeah, it turns out it was this guy who wrote Borat. And so who's in the movie, like the big actor? Uh, Justin Hartley. From This Is Us? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And a few other like younger actors. Are, they're playing high school kids. They're all like... Okay. Well, yeah. No, definitely check it so out. So don't worry, I'm going to keep plugging that until <laughs> until it comes out, hopefully. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode on your experience. Oh, I, hopefully, man. It's the plan. Break down his scene yeah. frame by frame. I'm making myself an IMDb page there as we go. speak. Yeah. Oh. Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's cool. Um, yeah, it was just like, it was, it was organic. That's why I mentioned it. Oh, yeah. I don't go yeah. around broadcasting it. but I think I see it written down in your notebook at the yeah, top. Well, yeah, but, actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> mention my own movie yeah. at the end. But yeah, okay, so that does it for best and worst. And I got one more question from um, Daniel Roloch, who I actually went to school with in England. So that's a nice uh, wow. connection there. Overseas. Yeah. So he says that we should talk about Game Night, which is an underrated oh. comedy. I haven't yeah. seen that movie, actually. And actually, my cousin was an extra on that movie, too, Game Night. Yeah. In the oh, States. In the movie. States, yeah. Oh, I really like that one. Yeah. Is that with them? Um, Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Yeah, he was an extra in that one. Yeah, runs in the fam. But yeah. <laughs> no, Game Night is a really good movie. I missed the boat on it when it came out in theaters, and then I watched it like when it was available for, uh, like on streaming or whatever. And it's the script is amazing and the acting is amazing and uh, Jesse Plemons. Oh, um, uh, Todd, Todd Breaking Bad. Nice. He is so like he's plays his role beautifully. Yeah. So cringy though. Oh my god, it's it's worth it just for his character. Okay. I can't think of Todd from Breaking Bad. It's the blonde guy yeah. who like the, he becomes Walt's apprentice in the last season, and then they link up with his right, uncle. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Scumbag. Yeah, solid. <laughs> Recommended them. Oh, a hundred percent. And like they throw in like themes like. The callbacks to old board games, like they'll be doing those scenes in the movie, and it's it all ties in basically. Okay. And like, if you like Jason Bateman's yeah. style, yeah. you'll really like it. Yeah, he has a unique sense, style of like humor, like the deadpan, like, yeah. horrible, straight like, face, horrible, horrible bosses, horrible bosses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was one that crossed my mind too. Yeah. 
I actually didn't love that movie. Really? Personally. Yeah. yeah. Well, Charlie Day can be annoying. Yeah. And I, I like Jason Sudeikis. Jason yeah. Sudeikis. He, he's fun. Yeah, Hall Pass is great. <laughs> nah, that's like that's a great. sleeper for I sure. I didn't think you guys know Hall Pass. I was like thinking oh, of Hall Pass. Know. Like, yeah. no one's seen it. We Pass. just, Classic. me and my friends watched it the other day. Yeah. We were dying at laughing yeah. at it. It was great. My um, penis is doubling. <laughs> just butchers the... Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think he was that good. Oh. He's like, my penis doubles in size yeah. when I saw you. I thought you were talking about like the sauna scene there where he passes out the <laughs> chair. It's like, how do you hold auditions you for that scene? You switch spots, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. Uh, we need a very small penis man <laughs> to play penis not by the head. Yeah. No, I'll pass a great movie for sure. Anyone who hasn't seen that movie is now going to rush out and watch it. Just from the brief <laughs> description. Yeah, yeah, it's given. totally worth watching. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Owen Wilson, too. Yeah. I know Jason Sudeikis is solid. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Charlie Day, like, I had read, uh, like, reviews on that movie going into it, hearing that he was super funny in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I was really expecting him. I had never seen him in anything. Like, I hadn't seen It's Always Sunny, Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Which I've seen a few episodes, and like that's a it's an edgy show yeah. for sure. Um, no, we're not really talking about shows there, but Curse you talked about earlier, like cringy comedy right. style, yeah. which I love in like The Office. I know Curse is a big Office fan. Matt, have you seen any of The Office? Never or? chronologically, just episodes here and there when I was younger. Yeah, well, I would binge it one. I would binge it in a heartbeat though. If I you time. should, it's a really good show. If you have Netflix while yeah. you still no, can, I, I would. Oh, right. Okay. And, I just don't have. T- I'd and, rather watch movies and TV shows. Right. Now that's a show that like it's just constantly you can as soon as you're done watching the show you want to restart it and then just watch yeah. uh, sporadically. It's a great show. Because I would put Steve Carell as one of my favorite comedic actors because of that show. Right. Mm. But in his, as far as his movies are concerned, other yeah. than like 40-Year-Old Virgin and like even in Anchorman, he's all right, in my opinion, as Brick. What about Dinner for Schmucks? <laughs> never see seen that. that. Never no. seen that. I've only seen the original. There's some like there's some lines in J- Jermaine Clement, actually. You hear really? it. He plays an amazing, oh, like, artsy-type like uh huge ego like he, oh. he does this like animalistic art shows and like uh it's just it, it's actually like his character because i'm such a big fan of him he adds such an amazing dynamic paul rudd and uh steve carell are obviously funny as well steve carell like it plays the stereotypical like huge idiot and uh, some of his lines are just like like too stupid to even think of like <laughs> so they're that funny jermaine plays an amazing role as well so yeah, recommend for that. Okay, because okay. in my opinion, like the people who watch Dinner for Schmucks were schmucks, but okay. Fair enough. I don't know. Yeah, I just it got, it got critically. <laughs> it got some pretty bad reviews, yeah. and and that's fair. But uh, you know, there's just like I I like I single out like like maybe three or four lines from a movie, and like that's what I remember. And yeah, the rest of the movie could be pretty garb, but like. There's like one or two parts I'm thinking of in my head right now that I I can't watch without making me laugh. So okay. and hey, like if if there's something that's gonna make me laugh every single time I watch it, worth it. I'll uh you know that that ranks pretty high for me. So yeah, yeah it's not like one of my faves, but definitely like sleeper honorable. Yeah, mentioned. yeah, and like I said, Jermaine, like I'm a huge Jermaine Clement fan from Flight of the Concords. His comedy is like super dry and like witty, and you know some like. He just says things that, you know, most people won't even maybe find funny, but like you have to really kind of know him and know the character in order to appreciate them. So, uh, you know, even for him alone, it's worth watching. Okay. 
So, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the movies I had planned on discussing. Are there any comedies that you know of coming out soon or next year that you're looking forward to at this time? Or Like me, there's nothing really. No, I don't really. There probably is some, but I don't follow comedies. Like, it, me, it's all about horror and, like, the, like the big movies at the end of the year for the award season. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, same. I think uh, even, like, the decade question was tough. It's tough. I think yeah. a lot of the big ones were kind of like, you know, just outside of the last 10, 9 or 10 years. So I think, uh, you know, just got to hope, keep our eyes open. Yeah, and, uh, that's it. You know, eventually something will come through and give us that laughter again. But, yeah, <laughs> that know. we desperately right. need. Yeah, it's been a while now that you think about it. I know? was just going to say, like, what's the last comedy movie you went to see in theater that you can remember? I, I avoid them in theaters because... Right. I yeah. find the audience is the most annoying during a comedy. Right. You'll get the people that laugh at every single little thing. Yeah. With the obnoxious laugh. Yeah. People talking during the movie. And I'll admit, I was that that person. Like, when I was 14, 15, I'd do the same thing in the theaters with my buddy. Just laughing our asses off when it wasn't even funny. But now, like, I don't want to go in a theater and have all these young teenagers doing the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen the movie like The Good Boys or whatever it was called? I like, heard that. Yeah, Good Boys. Which yeah, was yeah. like the new age right. super bad, but with even kids, younger kids. Yeah, like yeah, to me, that Canadian looked hilarious. With Jacob Tremblay, uh, okay, Canadian actor. The kid from uh, he was in Room. Okay. Okay. Wonder. Right. Yes. He's pretty famous. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I'd seen the trailer for it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah and like I that. wanted to go see it, but yeah. I don't know. Comedies, there, there isn't really the necessity to go see it in theaters, kind of thing. Like, there's right. no um, production well, value that you want to really see in theater. You know. Actually, speaking of super bad, so this year a movie came out called Booksmart. They're calling it the female super bad. Right. Yeah, I remember seeing that. It's got Jonah Hill's sister in it. Oh. Okay. And, uh, well, I forget the other girl's name. Directed by Olivia Wilde, and it's basically okay. like them on trying to get to a party the whole night. Okay. They were good. All of they were they were they never went to a party in all of high school. It's the last night. They're like, we should go to a party. We studied. Might as well. The whole exactly, and yeah. it's their adventure, and it was really good actually. So oh, you saw it? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's called uh, Booksmart. It probably will go on Netflix soon. Okay. I recommend that one. Okay. It's got like the same taught like the same vulgar language as super bad, but like two girls saying it. so it's like yeah. a different angle. They're talking <laughs> yeah. about like girl stuff, but yeah. vulgar. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. I think the real question is, do they need spermicidal lube? Another <laughs> good to go. Because yeah. apparently <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that's gold. Maybe he tosses it away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought the spermicidal lube. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. I want to go home and watch Super Batman. Yeah, honestly, same. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty much all I had prepared there. And so, there's something else you wanted to discuss, like any other movies or? Well, I think uh, comedic movies. I think we kind of. I think we covered the basics. Yeah. yeah. Went back to the oldies too. Some John Lennon all the yeah, way up. Jack, Jack Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon. Think of John Lennon exactly. If you, if you knew who he was, you wouldn't be laughing. You'd be like, yeah, yeah Matt, you're right. <laughs> no, I'm you sure you are. Sure. I wouldn't go that far. But um, <laughs> I'm sure you know, Jack Lemon. I'll, I'll edit that out. You know, I'll post-production add a quick no, no, Jack Lemon. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. No. You better not. But, but okay, right on. So, yeah, I guess um, yeah, comedy movies just aren't really the ones that, like, stand out when you look back at a decade but they do have their like gems in each decade like the ones we've discussed today like we definitely could have made like a top 10 
15, 20, it just would have taken much longer. Yeah. Solid top five movies. And yeah, Curtis, thanks a lot for joining us. Any parting words for the audience? No, just uh, thanks a lot. It was fun to be here. And uh, like I said before, hopefully we get a, another solid comedy sometime in the near future. Yeah, it's all you can hope for. So yeah, Matt, Tim, also want to wrap things up here. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> I, Curtis, thanks for joining. I really enjoyed this episode, actually. And it's giving me ideas for future episodes, but more on that uh, in the future. I like um, it. And I really enjoyed both of your lists. And it, it, Harold and Kumar, I never thought I'd do yeah, that. All the like time. That, like, <laughs> I forgot that movie existed until you mentioned yeah. it, actually. Well, it's because we used to binge it all the time when oh, we were okay. younger. Like During that time, like the 2008 yeah. to um, at least like 2012. But that, that's good that you Watch mentioned it. Watch it so much. Yeah, now I want to rewatch. Like, I own the movie, but I... Like, I forgot about it, so now I'm going to fish it out and probably watch it, because I do like it. Yeah. So, this is why I like doing these types of shows. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Stay tuned for episodes dropping in the near future. Now, talk to you later. Peace.